thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. What's happening, Captain? Or what's up, Chuck? I don't know. I had nothing really to that's the right. show, so that's why I'm just kind of rambling. But hi, everybody. Hello. Listen to the Broomview podcast, so that must mean that you're Mr. Brad. As always, you are Andy. Yeah, I I am Andy. I can be Andy. Mm-hmm. I have a new coworker named Andy, with yeah. an I. Really? Yes. She is girl a, or guy? She is a lady. Okay. He is a girl. Dude looks like a lady. Uh, yeah, so it's weird because people don't really... At work, people don't refer to me as Andy, but like people will sometimes... like People I'm close with will sometimes refer to me as Andy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always kind of... It's never like, hey, Andy. It's always... Kind of in a playful tone. Um, yeah, Andy. Yeah. But for some reason, whenever someone calls her, I'm always like, what? Hmm. <laughs> what is going on right now? Um, it's almost, weirdly enough, more confusing than the time that I worked with another Andrew. Really? Yeah. Because was it the inflection of it or? 
I, like I don't know. I I guess I could just tell because he was like never doing what he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> so well, yeah, I could just, yes, like, I could tell in the in, the inflection of how people said Andrew who they were yeah. talking to. Um, Andrew, start stop jerking off into the cops. Yeah. <laughs> well, now okay, that was me one time. But other than that, when they said Andrew, it was the other guy. Uh, he was the one who uh, called. Mavs listeners will remember called um, from the bathroom, <laughs> called the store <laughs> <laughs> to say that there's no toilet paper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. Enjoyed. Oh. oh, so how's yeah. things going in your neck of the woods? Uh, things are all right. Uh, the weather, as we talked about earlier, has been a little better. Um, it was hot really at the beginning of this week, but the last two days have been really nice, but I've just been so damn tired, uh, that I have not done anything now outdoors doing, doing tons of stuff. Not really. Um, watching hockey and basketball. Yeah. Soaking it in till I fall into that safety net of mediocrity known as baseball. Yeah. Um, Actually, you, no. You, Women's World Cup. Oh, yeah. And, and then baseball. And, yeah. I thought about getting into that, but then I'm going to wait maybe a round or so before, mm-hmm. you know, so the women's team doesn't beat the Taiwanese. Oh, yeah. I mean. 13 to nothing or something. Yeah, the women's team is, is they'll, beat, they'll beat the breaks off probably at least one more team. Yeah. They're, they're awesome to watch. Um, this is like the round of meh. Yes, yeah, and they're instead the round of death. Yeah, and someone who uh, knows soccer much better than me was like, "Ah, oh, the the group they're in this year, they they have a really good chance to win." And I was like, "Oh, that's good. I like that." Um, uh, yeah. So, just uh, a lot of sports, couple movies. Um, but yeah, we, we, we talked quite a bit about, well, we talked enough. There wasn't too much to say about game seven. Yeah. Not as exciting as the build up to game seven was. So, yeah, yeah. it was, it was interesting to hear the post game. Like when they're carrying around the cuff cup, they left the on ice mic on for <laughs> probably a good five minutes. And yeah. every one of the guys was like, like lifting up the cup, they're like f bomb yeah. after f bomb. It. it was like great. a lot. Yeah, was like, on NBC. Like, are they gonna shut this down? Not quickly. And no. No, it was awesome. I'm really um yeah. Congratulations to the Blues. I'm really happy. I really like um Ryan O'Reilly. I've really enjoyed watching him play this postseason. So I'm glad he won yeah. the. Yeah, uh, he's a gritty little player. Calder like Trophy. Yeah. That was interesting. I, it was fascinating to see him get the uh get that because i thought that the goaltender would get it he he had been so hot and cold yeah i guess but o'reilly he tied um gretzky for like that's that's a that's a those are big fucking skates yeah yeah (sighs) not really he need not literally no so i need an enforcer with him that's right yeah, that whole team's an enforcer. Oh, the Blues? Yeah, that's that's 
Well, we've talked about that before. Um, but yeah, so so that was good. Um, but now, what is going on with you? Um, I've been batching it for uh, a good week and a half yeah. by myself with Wally. Mm-hmm. And uh just got my family back tonight, but they're <laughs> going to they got they're going to bed early, so mm-hmm. um I've been watching I've been staying up way too late watching a lot of movies. Nice. And NHL and NBA playoffs yeah. as well. So But yeah. Isn't uh, that things are mm-hmm. oh, No, I was gonna say, isn't that weird? 'Cause like I I'm not married, but I, I've lived with my girlfriend for a long time now majority of our relationship you live in sin yes hell yeah i'm loving it loving every <laughs> second of it um <laughs> yeah uh why do you think we're not engaged i'm just <laughs> i'm just basking in in satan's glory what why buy the cow when you get the milk for free <laughs> yeah yeah, everyone knows uh, that that analogy really uh, lands for me because I'm such a big milk guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what an awful phrase! <laughs> I know it's the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just weird that like all of a sudden, when uh, at least for me, like when she goes out of town, it's like. I'm tired at the same time. Like 10 o'clock is usually when I start like winding down and then I get a burst of energy, but I try and suppress that. Um, But then when she's gone, it's like, well, it's almost 11. I guess I should start a movie now if I'm going to watch one. Like why? Yeah. (laughs) There's no reason to. Yeah. Cause she's not on my, you know, she's not harsh in my mellow. Yeah. When when she is home, I could, just as easily watch a movie at 11. <laughs> what are you doing out there? Watching a movie again? I told you not to watch movies. You're just like your father. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's just weird because, yeah, it's like one of those things where like, yeah, I should probably go to bed. Yeah. And then next thing you know. But the person who normally doesn't tell me to go to bed is not here. So I guess yeah. I'll just keep not listening to her. Yes. I've often told Brooke that uh, without her, and it's not like anything she does. Like, it's not like she, you know, tells me, hey, you drink too much or, you know, you stay up too late or anything like that. It's just it's just that, hey, I don't want to, I don't know, if it, I don't know, it's that. And I don't know. It's like I I don't want to, not disappoint, but like, you know, why do you like? Did you when did you come to bed? You, know, you just like, don't have like that desire kind of dies down. Yeah. More yeah. Than, it's yeah. yeah. It's like two uh, thirty because I was watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Molly doesn't even need to ask. She knows that YouTube. YouTube's got me. Unless, yeah. of course, another discussion I've had on Mavs, unless, of course, my phone dies, <laughs> then I'll go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn it. That's where my charger is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I, I think I just I would live a, a fucking vampire life. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would have, yeah. Uh, I would have siestas during the day. Yeah. I would 
taking naps at lunch, get home, take a nap, and then stay up all night watching whatever. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyways. Um, watching whatever. How about drinking whatever? Drinking whatever. Yeah. Drinking or whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, I think you would like the beer I'm drinking tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like it. Uh, it's a collaboration between uh, Castilla, Cast, Cast, Casita, no. the little Casita. House. There you go. Um, and uh, Siren Craft Brew. These are uh, so uh, my buddy Steve, who I am becoming fast friends with. Cool, cool Steve. Cool Steve. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, he just call him Matt once to see how it feels. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um just can I just just let me let me do this once. I thought of a really cool nickname for you, Steve. It's <laughs> Matt. <laughs> well, um that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, just two just bland names. <laughs> um Yeah, the the sauce lounge. Is is the home of just standard issue names? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Brad, Matt, no, Andrew, and there's, Scott. <laughs> there's no whiter middle aged name than Brad. I don't. I feel like we've had this discussion before, because um, I think that there was, I I think we watched some sort of movie where like the token white character was named Brad, and it's like, yeah, I don't know a lot of white Brads, like. <laughs> You and my friend, but the first Brad I think of outside of that is Scarface. Of, oh, really? Of the Ghetto Boys. Yeah, Brad oh, Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brad yeah. Jordan. Yeah. I was thinking of Scarface. No. Uh, well, yeah. um, I always think of, um, uh, of um, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. But oh, yeah. But is it Brad or Brad? Who knows? That's the question. Yeah. Who knows? But anyways, uh, but my friend, cool Matt Steve. Um, <laughs> nice. He sounds he awesome. In, yeah. He was in North Carolina this weekend, or this last week for his vacation. And he texted me, I, uh, you know, hey, something, something. And I'm, he's like, hey, I'm going to this cool uh, distributor where they have like a ton of um, craft brews. Do you want me to get anything? I'm like, yeah, give me some hoppy. And nice. so he got me what's called a ice latte IPA. Mm. And uh, I've had another I, uh, coffee IPA on here. It's from St. Boniface, which I really like. This one's really good. It, um, it actually tastes like a... Um, I mean the the front end like the the florals or whatever the the nose of it is I mean just it tastes like or smells like a co- iced coffee just interesting right but as it goes down you get the coffee on the front but it then it like the back end hits you with the IPA which and it's not very strong at all it's not hoppy really at all um, but it it goes down real smooth. Um, it's a cr- really crisp uh, taste to it. There's no, it's not heavy anywhere, um, and it it's the the details of it. it says it's 
IPA milkshake, which I understand why they're saying that, but it, um, I, I would say it's more like a not an iced coffee, but like one of those, like, uh, well, maybe like a milkshake, but like a just something that it's a cold it's like i I don't i'm not a big iced coffee fan or anything like that Mm -hmm. um but it tastes like a milk yeah i guess it does kind of take like it tastes like a milkshake it it, it's it's aptly described here so it um what probably does it the most for me is the the vanilla Mm-hmm. in it like you know because i i never drink coffee straight up and i guess being a latte you got to have that you know um uh like um uh, uh creamer or you know the you you can probably explain it better than me but it it can't just taste like coffee it has to have a, a creamy or milky or yeah vanilla you know whatever to it so a really, really good beer. Um, never heard of this brewery before. Um, I'm, I'm happy to drink it, and thank you very much, Steve, Matt, for uh, let me let me indulge. He got me four of them, four different beers. So nice. I will be trying them out here in the next couple weeks. So I gave it a four point two five. I would like some more, or no, I gave it four point five. Um, everyone else is coming in at like a four point one nine. So that's a pretty high score for a pretty good beer. Nice. All right. Uh, I love it. That actually is very funny. I also have a beer from a friend. That's uh, silly. You got friends? Yeah, none that live here, but I've got them. Uh, so I am having King Sue, which is a double IPA. Um, by Toppling Goliath that um, is a collaboration they did with the Field Museum in Chicago, um, Hmm. which, of course, has the Sioux Tyrannosaurus skeleton. Um, And I've reviewed on the podcast before, there's a beer called Pseudo Sioux. Well, this is the double IPA version of it, and it is fantastic. Um, My... Nose is a bit stuffy, but um, so I'm going to assume it smells like beer, but it's got it's been a while because I feel like a lot of the IPAs I've been having have been just super juicy, super hazy. And this still has that kind of juicy kind of chewiness to it. Um, but it, it, it has that strong piney flavor at the back end. Um, just that that really strong finish where like it lets you know you're drinking a double IPA, um, and and I really it's a fucking great beer. Um, collaborating with the Field Museum and uh, my buddy Brennan grabbing it for me while he was stateside and uh, bringing it down all all that uh, that just that's a that's a five for me. Wow, that's that's big. Mm-hmm. It's real big. Um, tell me, it's a big beer. Uh, it's King Sue. Tell me about Sue again. I haven't heard this. So Sue is the most um, complete Tyrannosaurus skeleton um, that's been found. Okay. 
Uh, so a lot of times it's just, um, it's pieces that are either like scattered, not as well preserved, but this is the most complete skeleton that's been discovered. Um, and, uh, it resides at the field museum and, uh, pretty interesting in, in my brief stint at the university of Iowa, I took a class called age of the dinosaurs. Um, which is like people warned you, like it is not a, it's not a blow off class. It's a, it's a geosciences course. Um, and two things I like, I've never put, I've never put a lot of effort into, um, my academics. Um, I just knew that, you know, podcasting was going to be the way for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've I've never put more effort into a class while and also had a more challenging class. That's cool. Um was uh was the teacher was well the they... the professor actually the um the reason I bring it up is because the professor was actually one of the lead um reconstructors for uh Sue. Oh okay. So he he worked on um, putting Sue back together and getting getting her ready for um, for display. So um, oh no, yeah, that's the connection there. Oh no, I hear you. I don't know if that's what you're Just saying. Just like about <laughs> the world of the di- dinosaurs. Oh no, I've lost you <laughs> to the, the lost world of time. Unfortunate, because I had a good joke about Sam Neill being your professor. Yeah, I wish, but unfortunate. Up oh, there he goes. He is gone now. It took a while for it to catch up. Um, but that Sam Neill bit, I'll tell you. I'm gonna call him back real quick here. But yeah, that that class was fucking fascinating and uh like i said i i really put a lot of effort into it and uh barely got out of there with a passing grade um but it was interesting a lot of unique um as as far as i can tell unique stuff um like all right i I had you for a little bit um, I caught your whole Sam Neill soliloquy <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just gone, but I'm still rolling with it. We're still rolling. Okay. Good. Um, I was just saying how, like, I, I don't know much about other campus science classes, but I, I think the pretty standard thing is there's a lecture in a lab, yeah. um, for college science courses. Uh, so the lecture, um, or rather the lab we were like actually handling like genuine like dinosaur fossils. Um, it was pretty nice. pretty fascinating, and I really like was the only class I I really made a genuine effort in. And I was saying this while you were while you were gone, but I barely got a passing grade. It was it was a genuine challenge. Yeah. So that's interesting. You took that. Uh, consider. I mean, I was it uh, that was I'm guessing an elective. Um, it was, it filled the science requirement. Okay. Um, just kind of like general course. Right. 
selection. Interesting. Um, yeah. And the Raptors might like win the championship tonight. So dinosaurs. There you go. It yeah. all works together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Who next? gave it to you? Who's your friend that gave it to you? Oh, Brennan. Oh, uh, yeah, so he um, made a couple stops. His wife actually uh, ran the Boston Marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and Did uh, she qualify? Yeah. Did she really? Yeah, she's, uh, she's a very dedicated worker-outer in a across the board very healthy lifestyle person um but also yeah a a very good runner um she was actually in uh, ncaa swimmer well there you go so the lung capacity yeah all adds up i was an ncaa athlete (sighs) of course yeah you know i I, probably one of the worst ones (laughs) i would have gone pro i just Hmm. (laughs) just should have been better no, that's really impressive because, like, uh, to qualify for Boston, it's so competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think a person your age, you would have to run a marathon to qualify in under under three hours, I'm guessing, which is, like, the equivalent to, like, a seven-minute mile. Oh, that sounds for, fucking horrible. For 26 miles? Yeah. Um. And I'm guessing her quality, like, um, she was probably at least probably like seven, like, you know, 310, 315 or something like that to qualify. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. But anywho, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm actually doing a race coming up. I just found out about this week. So uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike, I'm guessing you probably never heard about it, but there's a there's a road that goes the whole way across the state. It's a toll road. You can get from one one place to the other, but you have to pay. And it's like one of the oldest roads, like toll roads in the nation and stuff. But back close to where I grew up, there is there's tunnels that go through some of the mountains and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, as the turnpike got bigger and bigger, and it had to like expand it a little bit, you know, go double lanes and stuff like that. Um, they had to go they had to abandon some of these tunnels to get bigger tunnels you know because these tunnels had been already made and they were trying to find better passages and all that stuff so there's a couple abandoned tunnels uh back where i grew up and like what a couple there's been a couple movies shot like the movie that movie the road uh with um uh yeah uh, uh what's his name uh, Man, what is his name? It was right after Captain uh, Fantastic. Yeah, um, Viggo Mortensen. Yes. Yeah. Um, right after, right it, when they thought every Cormac McCarthy novel was going to be a hit. Yes, great. Yeah. Yeah, right after uh, No Country. Yeah. We kind of start adapting this guy's work. Rough, man. Those novels are rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've listened or read it to any of those. I, um. I was given, a, I was gifted a copy of No Country for Old Men, and I never read it. I mean, not rough as in like bad. I'm talking just. Bleak. I just, yeah, I, I've heard that they're the, the that the uh, source material for No Country is even uh, bleaker than the movie yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it took a special, um, yeah, hand from mm-hmm. the Coen Brothers to 
adapt that and a bunch of great acting. But anyways, uh, so the movie The Road, that the those tunnels were featured in that movie. So these are abandoned tunnels. So like, like there's no lights, no nothing, and like you can like ride your bike, you can walk through them and all that stuff. But it is creepy AF. And um, there's a race coming up in October where we get to run through these tunnels. So I'm kind of excited for that. So I don't know. Just kind of tying things it's pretty in cool. to movies and uh, people who give you beer. Pretty darn cool. I like it. So anyways. Um, well, cool. I'm glad you like it. That does sound interesting. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds right up my alley. Oh, yeah. You'd love it. Big, hoppy beer. It's... Uh, it's enjoyable. Um, well, let's see. Yeah. Um, bold flavors um, from the delicious Citra Hop. All hail the king. All right. King. So. Decorah, Iowa. Really? That makes sense, Toppling right? If the, is that where they found it in Iowa? Um, no, I think they got it in Minnesota, but, you know. Midwest. Same place. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I love Minnesota. I was in Iowa once. <sighs> I spent a year in Iowa one weekend. <laughs> it's pretty uh, much what it was. It was one giant weekend. Yes. Um, And that's why I don't go there anymore. Yeah. Oh, well. It's all right. Oh, well. Uh, you want to get into some movies? Let's, yeah. Um, well, uh, I I will start. Um, with uh, 2019 Suspiria. That I had been waiting for and waiting for. I'm sorry, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, 2018 Suspiria that I had been waiting for and waiting <laughs> for. I knew it was an Amazon. Funded property. project property, yeah. um, and so I knew it was hitting prime at some point. It was very difficult for me to not, because um, when new movies come out on Prime, you have to buy them, like bigger movies or I I don't I mean I guess I wouldn't call this a bigger movie, but they they try and sell movies like to I bought Captain Marvel um, because it wasn't available to rent, right. Um, and I, eh, I'll probably watch it once or twice more just only because I bought it. Um, but, uh, it, it was difficult for me to not flat out purchase this movie. Um, I'm glad I showed some, some rare restraint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, a, it's based on, so um, if you recommended a movie that I love that I know that you are not a fan of, um, uh, Suspiria, um, from uh, the uh, God, what is his name? Why am I blanking on this? Dario Argento. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, read a book about him. Well, a book that involved him not too long ago with the uh, uh, the rise and fall of the slasher film that I uh, okay. tweeted out about. Um, 
his movies were kind of um, a trailblazer for Italian horror, uh, the uh, Giallo films they were called, and they were just bright, technicolored, gory, um, kind of more about the experience of watching the movie than what's actually happening in the movie, mm-hmm. um, which I think going into movies like the original Suspiria from 1977, um, I think that that helps knowing that it's not meant to be a um, necessary plot heavy, but just kind of show you a bunch of cool shit. Right. Um, Mandy kind of, kind of, um, yes. Feel, feels a bit like that. Um, just in a more modern sense. Um, Less story, more experience. Right. Yeah. And so, this one was actually like a 180 of 77 Suspiria where uh, it was just a totally muted color palette. It like always seemed like it takes place in Berlin and it always seemed like cold and, and rainy and, and just uh, very like neutral tones. Um, and uh yeah, it, it it's uh so it was interesting like right off the bat. This is not at all a a remake. I guess it's a, it's a what's the other one? The a reboot. Like it's it's just a a different telling take on it. It's a it's a different take on the same idea. Um which is not necessarily a bad thing. I I, I think that it's just it's kind of a case by case thing. Like I really like the Omen remake. Uh, because it was essentially just the omen, right? Um, and then uh, there's other. Um, what was I was I was talking about the Friday the Thirteenth remake. I really like that one because it's just a bunch of different kills. So like just um, like a highlight reel of of the original series. So it it's a case by case thing. Like I don't mind when someone wants to do something new like this. And I think there's flashes of a pretty solid movie in here. I made mm-hmm. a lot more notes than I would have because I was, <laughs> I was under the impression that you watched this movie. Um, <laughs> and I was going to congratulate you for not bailing on it. <laughs> I bailed early. Really? About as early as you can bail. Yeah. Well, tell me. Give me your notes. I want to hear it. All right. Well, I mean, one, it just it completely lacks focus. Okay. For a two and a half hour movie, um, and it just was it okay? So, like, my big before, like, I'm sorry, I don't. No, no, go ahead. Notes and then I, like, one of my big things is, um, I guess one of the things for me, and I, you could see this between like Neon Demon and Suspiria, the original. Yeah. For me, that I didn't like because it was a lot more style over substance, and sure. like the story for me matters. Like it does. Like oh it, yeah, and it's and it's weird for me because I I kind of liked Mandy, but mm-hmm. um, which you know could make me you know why do you like this not that I don't know it was just it's what resonates with you and that's okay right. like just because you liked one movie that was kind of more about the experience than the story doesn't you're not pigeonholed to where you have to like well why didn't you like this this was super stylish and about nothing <laughs> it's okay yeah yeah Wait, yeah and and a lot of it was like i yeah it, like the original one i just there i had no investment in it 
because it was so it was just disjointed it, it it what it what it felt for me was like all the all the um uh bad parts of 70s filmmaking where it was just kind of weird just stuff going on and like it sure. really had nothing to do other than to show you like I dare you to like this. And so I'm wondering if it was kind of like that. This one was actually not like that. But speaking of 70s um, filmmaking, there were a couple. Um, they would use these 70s film techniques um, very sparingly, which made them so glaring and out of place, like the uh, the whip zoom. Oh, yeah. Like you would see in a lot of like like spaghetti westerns, which – Again, makes sense. A lot of, like, Italy is not, like, it's made some notable stuff, but it's it's does a lot of weird things. Like, Italian uh. cinema, um, w- between, like, the spaghetti westerns with the snap, or, or like, the whip zoom. and, and Like, you're just, talking about, like, focusing on one thing, and then, like, something happens, and it just, like, right sh- to your face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just coming right in, pause, like very close um just like a couple of times they use these these really outdated techniques and the frustrating thing about that is like if you want to do that if you're going to do that go all the way okay just, just fucking do it don't just just throw these out here that are totally work against your aesthetic just as as an homage just for the sake of homage like Please don't do that because it's it 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 um for maybe it didn't doesn't bother other people and you know who am I to say please don't do that make your own fucking movie um but I didn't like it um yeah. and yeah it was just every once in a while like th- these there would be something that is just totally a a relic of filmmaking um and. Dakota Johnson, I've not really... I know that she's kind of infamous for being in the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey series. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of which I've seen. I don't know if I've ever really... I know who she is. I don't know if I've ever really seen her in anything before. Oops. Sorry. That's all right. Something happened? Uh, um, it's commercial break right now. I think it's 58, 57 Raptors. Um... She is so stiff and hollow. Yeah. Her performance is, is terrible. Um, yeah. Which, you know, a lot of the movies riding on her. Tilda Swinton, awesome. Always, in, always in, is awesome. Yeah, except when um, she is playing a man for no reason. She, like, is in full, like, there's another character. She plays, um, she plays one of the mothers in the uh, dance academy. Um, but she also gets in full old man prosthetic to play a German doctor for no reason. Not like plot line. This is just another character. Yes. is I mean, it's a character that is a, a um, one of the central characters of the movie. Uh, but a strange decision. Also, yeah. 
this old man <laughs> this old man prosthetic is complete with old man penis which one of the highlights of the movie um no not really but it's just so, so no not odd. not <laughs> no i know <laughs> really really so she's naked as an old man yeah all right i might need to re rethink my thing because that's one of my fetishes yeah no it's uh it's interesting it just doesn't belong in this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you got about two hours and 20 minutes of boredom before you get that money shot <laughs> um so yeah there's and then there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of little pieces that I liked. Um, there's the um, it's a dance company, and so instead of these really like um, I don't know, I guess delicate. I, I know that they're super difficult, and making them look delicate is just one of the one of the many aspects that makes them so difficult with the ballet. Um, but these the dance routines in this are a lot more primal really good really visually like if you go to imdb um one of the main images is the women in the dance company in their their outfits are just these like crimson ropes that are tied all around them kind of i did see the picture yeah Yeah. dakota johnson just must love bondage movies (laughs) (laughs) you know what she was in uh bad times at the el royale did she get tied up uh not really, but her sister was in a cult, mm, mm. so hmm. I don't. Not sure. How so? How was she in that? Like, uh, I mean, the movie kind of blew, and she right. was she was like, yeah, she was the most. Nah, I mean, yeah, she wasn't anything to. She wasn't that good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because, like I said, I don't think I've seen her in any anything i know who she is but i think this is the first time to me actually watching a movie with her especially in in such a pivotal role um but yeah there's just these sudden leaps in plot development which you're just supposed to follow along um and uh well i so um dakota johnson comes to this uh well she plays Susie Banyan. Susie comes to this um dance company and is uh is accepted and then it it there's nothing to suggest that she's there for any reason other than um that uh the um one of the one of the mother witches so the dance company is a front for a coven of witches and um Susie Banyan's character the character of Susie Banyan seems to serve no other purpose than to be a new vessel for one of the old witches all right uh and then all of a sudden she's a witch she wasn't and then now she is mother Suspiria um (laughs) and it's just like I had to go back and I watched a couple YouTube videos about it. Like is in everyone's first off, everyone is doing that qualifier 
where it's like, it's okay if you like this movie, but that doesn't like, I love a night at the Roxbury. I have no misgivings about what it is though. I just saw it at the right time. Um, but they're, they do this thing like, look, this movie's not for everybody. And a lot of people aren't going to be fans of it, but let me tell you why it's great. You know, it's just typical YouTube shit. Don't forget to smash that like button. It's always Hmm. my favorite. Hmm. (laughs) What if I I really like your videos? Is there a way that I could see Hmm. them on a regular basis? Don't forget to ring that notification bell. Hmm. Oh, that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't think of that. By the way, I forgot to say that if uh, if you guys like the podcast, go to iTunes and rate rate and uh, review our podcast. Yeah, subscribe. Rate and review. Yeah. Anyways, 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 it's okay if you do it with low energy. <laughs> it's the people screaming, smash that like button. Hmm. I'm not going to smash the like button. Hmm. I'm going to watch another. No. <laughs> I'm going to watch another video. I fell into um, this is a total sidetrack. I fell into like this very deep um, Logan rabbit hole of like oh, people. Really? Yeah. People reviewing Logan and the death of the X-Men franchise and. Yeah, I I think that there is like kind of a renewed interest with the Dark Phoenix coming oh, I out. Heard that's getting bad reviews. Yeah, I, dude, Apocalypse was not good. No, so uh, I can only imagine. Man, we really screwed up the last one. Let's just really go for broke and <laughs> and just d- tackle this really tough, really well loved storyline. I'm sure it'll yeah. be fine. So stupid because you know what it is, you know, and that, that's the fuck. No, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Damn it. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. So there's just these huge like for a movie that takes its time. These plot um, things are just they blindside you. And uh, the climactic sequence of the movie was just like very underwhelming and like again those like those um a couple of those 70s shots pop up after not seeing them for like an hour and a half and it's just like what what is happening right now um but yeah i i don't know i i can't i don't i won't recommend this movie um but i can't help but feel like a little curious about like trying to sit down and watch it again and you're shaking your head and you're right you are right to shake your head at me but i just i don't know um i there's elements of this movie that i liked and then maybe it is just people like reviewing it and um they're getting in my head and convincing me that I'm missing something. But, um, I mean, come on. We we both know I won't. Two and a yeah. half hours. That's f- far too long. I gave it uh, five um, on IMDb. It's trending at a 6.8, which is a little higher than I, than I thought it'd be. Um, yeah. But I sent you a, a picture I took. Uh, the uh, – Oh, that review the, is pretty good. The reviews are great because they do their ones or tens, ones or tens, ones or tens. Yeah. 
And all the tens are like, look, this isn't this movie's not for everyone. I'll concede that point. Like, wow, that's very big of you. Hmm. You're a real real fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, this I just it could have given me just a little bit more. And and I I, I would have been been happy tom york does the score and it's sometimes good sometimes awful and you know i don't have a fucking hard on for radiohead so hmm. that that helps me be a little more objective yeah yeah it's um well i mean i guess because it you know it's a it's originally an italian movie mm-hmm. well the director we haven't talked about him at all but uh the director say, read, yeah. luca Guadagnino, um, really different movies. Um, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Uh, Suspiria. A bigger splash, which is that like a spiritual successor to Splash? <laughs> uh, maybe not. I was kind of hoping. But yeah, it, it seems like... Um, well, he was paying homage to... Sure. uh, Yeah. Argenta. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing. You know. Um. You know. I get why they made it. Um. But you know, it's I'm. Some of those, and like I'm not saying that like, don't go watch it. Don't go watch it. Just or any like even the original. It's just like it's just too heady for me. And like if you can get something out of it, go for it. Yeah. well, the the original's not like it's. It's just I think it's easier if you know that it's supposed to be something, like it's not really about like, uh, it's not about the plot. It's about like, the visuals and and just kind of this this Technicolor experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that would help. Maybe maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, but I I. St- still strongly i i really enjoy the original um but this one yeah it just especially since i liked the aesthetic of it i liked the muted tones i liked how how kind of cold it felt um instead of just trying to be an outright remake um yeah it just it it was disappointing so <sighs> yeah and they broke it down into acts it's six acts with an epilogue and there is a um like a title card for each act and i'm kind of mm. kind of a sucker for that I, I do like i i do like when uh movies do that as long as it's done sparingly like if every movie in 2020 did it i would be really agitated <laughs> but you know since it's few and far between like the uh you know the hateful eight and then now this are the only two that come to mind at the moment yeah <coughs> yeah so good stuff good stuff yeah the movie not so I'm much sorry. title cards yeah. loved them yeah <laughs> well i'm sorry you didn't like it yeah. um hopefully we'll get some good stuff coming up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you saw me a movie i uh, did called called hype yes Hype with an exclamation point. 
um, from 1996, streaming on Amazon right now. This is the documentary covering grunge. Um, which... That's how quickly grunge died. Yes, <laughs> really. There was a reflective documentary in 96. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of weird because you're watching it, you know, from 23 years later, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, like you said, a re- retrospective on it. And I guess it was such a big thing. And so this movie kind of explains, it tries to explain, it's it's a fine documentary, but it's a documentary from 1996. Right. And back then, like documentaries weren't really what we see now as far as the sleek you know they don't get the funding i don't think that or they didn't get the funding this one they, definitely yeah now. Uh, yeah uh but they had a lot of access like a ton of access they talked to a ton of bands um it was it was i can't really recommend this movie a whole lot other than if you're interested in that scene yeah. and it it was kind of interesting to see how um, how they describe because I got this feeling a little bit from uh, Soak to Bleach too, is how um, kind of depressed the PNW was for just until like '96, like until that grunge wave exploded, and, and maybe it wasn't grunge itself, but maybe uh, kind of a new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was kind of just a repressed area like logging town it wasn't real uh innovative but like after that wave you know from 88 to 94 95 that area just blew up and now we look at that as kind of the i mean we get a, a tv show like portlandia it's like crunchy grungy or not you know what granoli I mean? like, and yeah. yeah yeah it's it's more uh progressive I, I i would guess but like the way they explained it is like before then it was very uh backwaters kind of i think someone explained it it was like a really big fishing town you know Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of interesting to see that um it was it was really cool to see all those old bands they get really good interviews they have uh, they talk a lot with like eddie vetter and like a couple of guys with Soundgarden and stuff um and this is only i mean i'm it came out in 96 but i'm guessing it was made in 95 kirk cobain died in early 94 so yeah. this is like right on that cusp of everything changing and it's weird because like and i know you're a big music fan um but you can really tell the difference between the good bands and the bad bands because the bad bands that they showed all sounded like punk mm-hmm. and the, the good bands that they showed like the melvins and um uh, uh mother love bone oh yeah and uh, like they all had uh, a little bit instead of like that angry angst, it was more of um, uh, just a general like angst, like where it came out in like uh, instead of aggressive, it was more agonizing rock. You know what I mean? It, it had a yeah. Um, uh, I then- guess more. It had kind of more more of a tortured soul lean than yes, an angry very, soul lean. Yes, yes, more of a you know fuck the man, but fuck my life. Yeah, kind of kind of feel to fuck it. Fuck the man, he made my life suck. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of douchebags, uh, especially like it, it showed how 
quickly, like, it, it, it was really crazy to see how they really examined how the mainstream media and the mainstream corporate went to uh, monetize yeah, that that's, scene. Yeah, that was what I remember being so finding the most interesting is is how quickly especially in in the early 90s you think about how quickly everything moves nowadays how yes. quickly they they moved in on grunge to to um co-opt it yes they just just vultures just waiting for it um what i've one of the things like i kept thinking to myself and this is me being an old man um but you know in you know, uh, you know, the late sixties, we had, to, <clears throat> you know, the, the free love, the hippie kind of thing in the seventies we had, it went from like more like rock and psychedelic rock. And then it went into disco and punk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went into the eighties with the hair bands and, and, and all that in, in, into the nineties with grunge. And, and this is all, I'm talking all about rock and, it, mm-hmm. and even pop rock. And there's a couple of times where they said, like, there were some people in there, like, they were, they were like, this is just a fad. This is going to end soon, mm-hmm. and it's going to be something different. But what they didn't get right was, um, I think we've talked about this before, is that uh, that rock kind of died, and that rebellious, um, that rebellious music form died and i think and you can shout me off the mountaintop that i'm or my my soapbox i'm no you're good you're good that we lost a little bit of the rebellious stuff because from the late 90s to well you get a little bit of that with like the corn and limp biscuit crap that came out but up until like from there till now like the only real rebellious stuff that's out there is rap Mm mm-hmm and all the other all the other rock that came out is is like mom rock and and I'm looking at the the generations that have come since then like what where's the rebellion where's the uprising right. now we're getting a little bit of that now with like the you know the me too stuff and uh but I don't I don't feel like that's more of a like a total social like it goes from young to old. Yeah, there's no it's no it's you know, don't trust any anybody above 30. Right. Type of thing. I was and, just going to say that. Yeah. Like it, it's not like against the man anymore. It's kind of yeah. against the other side of the aisle. Right. And like and we don't have that youth that is like uprising mm-hmm. against the older generation saying your time is over get out of here yeah um and i'm I'm wondering if and maybe i i don't know what precedes what and maybe the music reflects the um the temperament or the the way that generation feels or if the music spawns that because i'll like what growing up where i grew up it was the music that kind of spawned that in me like i um because i i didn't have you know i i didn't have that like uh influence from outside anywhere else but music 
mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the music is what inspired me to do certain things or made me feel certain ways. And um, I think we're like, as far as rock goes, there's a huge gap that we're missing. I agree. Yeah. I think that and, it's, um, there was something interesting that I, um, a music reviewer I like was um, kind of brought it up um, was there's no rock and roll underground scene right now. So rock and roll is not going to be mainstream anytime soon because you need because that. Like, mainstream gloms onto it and pulls. Right. And, and kind of, yeah, it, the, uh, the burgeoning artists uh, give way to the mainstream rock and roll. Um, and that's just like, non-existent right now and a lot of people wanted like a lot of people want to jump on the the Greta Van Fleet wagon and say like rock is back but it's no one is really following that and Greta Van Fleet I feel like they've proved that they're kind of a flash in the pan too because their second album was really underwhelming it's and it's fine. They have like they've got catchy songs. I like listening to them because they are good artists. Right. But they don't have anything to say. Exactly. That's true too. They're they're not saying anything. They're great artists and they're a great band. And I I enjoy it. Like everyone says they're such a rip off and all that stuff. Yes, and they even admit it. They say they do the same yes, they are. But Yeah. I would say that Led Zeppelin's such a rip off. And Elvis oh, is are. such a rip off. They are. He is. And it's <laughs> it is that. But they're not he, they're not like, you know, Credit uh, uh, Fleet isn't saying anything. Right. They're not saying anything. You know, where the grunge, what you know, quote unquote grunge thing, you know, you listen to, I think if you take the first albums from Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Alice in Change, um, uh, Nirvana, you take all those first four albums and you can't help but feel the 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 mood of the times at that time like oh yeah just how uh i don't know disenfranchised or just unhappy or just like i don't want this life i want something you know whatever it was that rebellious against you know their parents you know in the 80s you know the me generation or the whatever excess it is. of the 80s yeah kind yeah of washes away to this this anger and frustration i Soundgarden to me, their their uh, super unknown album, that's like a total like I like to listen to that when the weather is hot, and it just like it's it's grimy, it's dirty, it's it's grungy for lack of a better term, I, and it just like it it feels like like a group of people being bogged down and and they're tired of it and they're unhappy about it and they're just unhappy in general as as. Unfortunately, time has proven to be the case for for the late Chris Cornell uh, is just there's there's this unhappiness. And I don't know, there's just something about like the the oppressive heat of the summertime that is just like it's such a perfect soundtrack to those afternoons where you just are stuck outside for whatever reason. And and like that is and it, it's a really good because in it and going back to the, the movie where uh, we're, I'm talking about. You can like if you listen to Bad Motor Finger, mm. and then listen to Super Unknown, mm-hmm. the the um the way it's done like uh, Super Unknown is clean like yeah. it like it's grimy and dirty but as far as 
the production value the values there it's there but like if you listen to bad motor finger it is raw it is like, yes like it's it's distorted it you know what i mean there's um it's it, it has uh it's a more visceral feel in trust me like yeah i will take super unknown every day all day over bad motor finger if i had a choice like if i could only listen to one yeah but but it's but, nice to not have to choose <laughs> yeah because bad motor finger is is a really a really great album too yeah um, oh man just the the opening i think like five tracks just all go yeah i mean it's just yeah it's heavy um, it's like kind of it's like heavy it's kind of punky and it's it's still kind of in that prototype grunge phase um and i i found that too with listen watching or listening to this or watching this movie and listening to like you know out of all those you know i i would associate those four bands um with the grunge you know they're the ones overall. that broke it yeah yeah mainstream but like cornell's voice fucking far all of them is so much better yeah than all those guys you know like um you know, Eddie Vedder has his thing. Yeah. Um, Lane, Lane Staley is like has it was was really great. And Kirk Cobain, you know, he but he all he did was really he scream. knew how to emote. Yes. But he didn't have a voice. Not like yeah. Chris Cornell. No, Chris Cornell's got the fucking chops. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you played it last week um, after the episode. The yeah. compares to you, which In, inspired by the YouTube video you sent me. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, um I if if you are a sucker for music, I think like we are, I think you're you you're much more of a a note head. Can I call you that? Is that a Sure. Yeah. Thing. Um I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh you're you're I mean you you dive into music and you're you get to uh you listen to a lot more like I'm a, more of a repeat listener type of thing. Um but if you like that era, if you grew up in in and around that era, era uh, this it's not a bad uh, movie to watch and to see the especially the thing that sp- stuck out the most was the monetization and yeah. how quickly. I mean, like that was a quick era. Leeches. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, like ninety nineteen ninety ninety four, and it was done. It was done, but it resonates. It really does. It, there's echoes that still kind of go out even to today yeah um yeah all right my my uh to borrow a phrase teeth are swimming me too all right hey brb (laughs) cool all right so hype Uh, amazon prime right yep yep i gave it a seven um it's the 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 quality of it is a little lacking as far as uh, the production value, but the uh, the access they have is pretty good, and it hit right in my sweet spot. So yeah, well, and, and I kind of just thought of this too, like the um, production value lacking kind of just goes right, uh, plays right into right the what we were talking of, about the yeah. the like the monetization, the leeches. Yeah. All right, uh, you know, Nirvana's over. Let's move on. Yeah. And there, I there should be a documentary about the. Uh, there's uh, t- two guys that made um, oh, what was the uh, the the record company, Sub Pop. Uh, 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> there needs to be a documentary about them. I want to see what they're doing now because they were the worst. Oh, really? Sub Pop's um, major now. Um, yeah, but actually, but, you know who's pretty heavily involved in Sub Pop now is Mark Arm, who is okay. the front man for Mud Honey. Okay. So. Well, well, the, the interviews with those guys, mm-hmm. like they they seem. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be cool to see. Well, yeah, and it's crazy to see how young all those people are. You know, because like, I mean, they're all they're all in their they got to be in their fifties or even close to sixty now. You know, yeah, it's crazy how um, even though you may not like what they're doing, Pearl Jam's still doing their thing. Yeah, like I appreciate that. I where all these. Yeah, I've kind of come around to like. There's like three distinct phases in their career, and there's the the prolific those first three albums, which are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like I, everyone loves ten fucking verses is so tight versus so is tight. is criminally underrated oh my god um and i think vitalogy is my favorite of the three uh yeah, I, but I, it I, depends on the day you catch me yeah yeah i think 10's fantastic too but uh, you know i just when i was first like discovering pearl jam that's i listened to that so fucking much yeah then it gets played like crazy yeah and it it's the most um Maybe radio, not necessarily radio friendly, but it's it it got the most radio play at the time, and I think that that's what people cling to. Yeah. But yeah, the the first three albums all super good, um, yeah. and then they get into the the um, the no code era, as I call it. Yep. They're just kind of like middling, just forgettable, a single here and there, and then once they got to Backspacer, they kind of embraced like almost that that dad rock. Yeah, like and the I just, singer-songwriter type. Of yeah, and I like, like what they're doing now. Like it, it's not the same, but you know, I'm. I, I just breathe is like one of my. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a. It's one of the. That and um, uh, if if we were vampires are two of my favorite love songs ever. Just yeah. breathe and if we were vampires. So it's yeah, um, it's it's a sweet 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 song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I will uh I'll tell you what this is um it's going to be a difficult episode to close out. <laughs> yeah, oh there's a lot of him yeah, a lot of talking. Yeah. Just go with green jelly, you'll be all right. I was well I was going to go with uh Mr. Scarface by Scarface just because of the Brad, <laughs> Brad conversation earlier. Um but then the last thing I searched on Spotify was uh this is Shangri-La by um Mother Love Bone and yeah, yeah, we all uh, we'll figure something out. Oh, oh man, fuck. yeah. So that, that oh yeah. I mean, if nothing else, like it's it's great to um, just have something where where you can kind of be reminded of all these bands and like mm-hmm. I I really like I I think I still have a at least a cassette maybe a CD of um somewhere in, in my possession in here of the uh the screaming trees mm-hmm. um and like I, I just i liked a lot of those bands and as as far as like a movement in rock and roll i think that's the only one that i've really gravitated towards and i i love 
rock and um in in a lot of its forms especially the 90s alternative but that's kind of a kind of a scattershot i mean you've got fucking weezer next to nine inch nails yeah so it's it's weird man because like i i'm wondering if i was growing up now like what rock would i glom onto you know what i mean and there's you know it's there's you know um well i mean we've talked about it before but you know you know it's either very very pop rock mm-hmm. you know like um uh, imagine dragons or it's fucking you know uh, uh fuck what's some of the death you know uh, the, five, five finger death punch well yeah that jim that, rock that, but that's so com- <laughs> so fucking commercialized too like you know they're doing all these remakes and stuff you know um it's just i don't know whatever mm-hmm. so um yeah so uh what what else did you watch this week um i actually today as i kind of alluded to um last week i or whenever I signed it to you, I watched uh, Ice Guardians just today. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Talk yeah. about um, that's kind of that nostalgia punch, too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Gives you a little bit of that same feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of, uh, you know, Blackhawks jerseys in there. Yeah. I tell you, I, I, um, that, uh, the John Madden fight. Yeah, that they showed. God, I I remember that fucking vividly. Um, mm. It wasn't that long ago, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but, jeez. Uh, yeah. It it's uh, it's a movie I signed to you that I think we talked about last week. Yes. Um. So. You know, I don't want to want to talk too much about it. Um, but man, it, it, it is an important part of the game. And if you don't think so, I, 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 the, the Sidney Crosby argument alone. Yeah. I think tells you exactly cause, cause the refs can't make every call, you know, it's, it's chippy out there and, uh, it's it is um just just that um the the threat they're like hey if you do something to our star mm-hmm. uh this guy's gonna you know punch your, <laughs> your lights out um well, think about think about it this way like <clears throat> let's say you had like there's some at work you had to do mm-hmm. and or like you know, if if you do this, it's going to make um, everyone else at your job uh, do a better job and make things better. But in doing it, you're either going to have to face a five-game suspension mm-hmm. or get into a fist fight with someone that probably can that can really fight. Mm-hmm. I would actually, you know, I, I would be willing to take the five-game suspension. Yeah. 10 times out of 10 rather than to get a fist fight with somebody. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. 
I mean, think about that. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, if you if you do a certain thing, you know, you're going to have to you're you're going to have to fight somebody and right. risk getting your teeth knocked out. Mm-hmm. Well, but, in yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's it's real physical consequences mm-hmm. for for your actions. Yeah, because I could justify sitting at home. And like, oh, it's a five game suspension. I'll do something else or figure something else, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, where if the league hands down that punishment. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. But if you're risking getting a knuckle sandwich, uh, I think I, I honestly think it's but yeah. Yeah. No, it's um and I mean they they make um they make interesting cases with like the European League having um fighting banned and they they talk about obviously this this um to be fair this is a uh documentary that has an objective and and it has a a stance as you know good documentaries should um so this is one side of the argument but I feel like I fall right in line with that um yeah especially in in the finesse game um you you have uh i mean the the two things i talk about finesse and speed like going 35 miles an hour and then the fucking body armor they wear nowadays um you know that alone right there do you need someone to govern that because you can throw a shoulder into someone and and just ragdoll them. Yeah. And if they're in and you're not going to get called for it. Yeah. Um, so someone needs to be there to, you know, next shift. Grab you, whether it's a stage fight or, um, you know, when they catch you in the corner and just start going to work. Someone needs to be there. Uh, and and I think that um, the Gretzky thing was really interesting too, because no yeah. one no one talks about like him um, when he goes to L.A. that like McSorley being part of the like he was being part, part of, the, of deal. the deal because Gretzky wanted him there. Yeah, not just like oh it was a trade McSorley you know the was, numbers worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like he he. Like, the greatest hockey player of all time knew the benefits of having uh, that person on your team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where would you like it to be different? Yes, I would like it to be different. I would like it so no one has to go across the middle and get crushed. Right. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather see the skill. I I think it's a beautiful game as it is. It is. And I, I don't I don't I, I like I hate where it leads to, like from the the thuggery and all that stuff when it comes to, you know, like you were talking about with the Blues and Game Six, where they started being chippy and stuff. Like, I don't like that part of it. Yeah, but it's the game that that we have. So, like, I'm not going to try to change it. And let what's the best option to do that? So, yeah, it, I get, mean, you get. Yeah, I don't mind the fights, especially as as some. <laughs> I I like that. I that kind. It's kind of in a weird way, a utopian idea of where like. There's punishment and justification um, where, you know, if if the authorities don't catch you, someone else can 
can enforce those rules for you. Yeah, you um, got Charles Bronson on the ice. Yeah, yeah, you got the uh, Death Wish. Vigilante. <laughs> death Wish on skates. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a part of sick part of me that likes that, but it, but I also just and they go into this too is is it's kind of this code of honor and um, there was I I should have written down who it was, but there's just a really poignant like final moment when uh, they ask one of the guys like would you do it this would you do it again and he kind of just looks up to this guy and he's got tears in his eyes because these are guys like they. They went about it in a in maybe not the way that they want they planned it, yeah. But they achieved their dream of playing in the NHL, and these guys could like they talk about Probert like these guys could put the puck in the net, yeah. Um, but yeah, when he's looking up to and he's tearing up, and they, they uh, would you do it again? He's tearing up, and he says with more fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. <clears throat> To to make an equivalent, like, like it would be like these guys, if they played basketball mm-hmm. and they went to a pickup game, they would run the court. But they're in the NHL, like they're just just a step below, but they can fight. Yeah. And um, who is it? Um, oh shit! What's his name? Uh, oh. Oh, uh, Lawyers, Guns, and Money. Oh, um, uh, Warren Zevon? Yeah, yeah. He has a song, Hit Somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the only songs that's ever made me cry. Uh, it's a great, great song. Um, and it, it's about a goon. And yeah. And it's about a guy who can fight. And he finally gets his break uh, to play in, play in the big games. and But that's what he has to do in order to play in the big games. And he has to fight, and it's it's a silly, stupid song, but it uh, it's like like what I loved about this movie is because it was done with such love for these mm-hmm. character, you know these, I mean quote unquote characters, these people that really give their whole, I mean livelihood. Like like you look at Bob Probert, dead because of hockey. Yeah, well, hockey and cocaine. Well. <laughs> that too it yeah no it i mean um yeah yeah i don't mean that i love bob probert um that's coming from a hawks fan yeah well i mean he he was uh hawks player for a long time yeah that's true i i I have a soft spot for the red wings too even though they're a rival i just i fucking and it's it's kind of taken me um working at the bar again to kind of just really re-fall in love with the game but I, there's there's like a couple things that that I just really purely love in this world and and obviously the 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 layup so to speak is hip hop I li- I fucking live for that shit but hockey is right up there yeah yep um so yeah, I I just uh, I there was something I I always enjoyed. I mean, Pavel Datsuk's one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah. So I I love the Hawks and they'll always be number one in my heart. But uh, yeah, you know I love the game too. So so even if Probert didn't play for the Hawks, which he did, 
um but yeah it 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 just um i don't know it there's there's something endearing about it and this code of honor that these guys enforce to protect the people they care about and um they they make some good points like i can't stand the people who are like who who live for the fights and that's what they think hockey's about is a bunch of people running around hitting each other and and punching yeah. each other is like it's you you have you have no understanding i'm sorry but you're missing the point 100 yeah. percent um but i do think it, there's something to be said for that that um code of honor that they enforce and i actually um excuse me uh i actually really liked uh jay baruchel was in here kind of sparingly but I yeah. felt every time he had something to say, he had something really poignant to say. So yeah, that was cool. Dude, you you could tell that this movie was done with love. Oh yeah, and you know, and it, it, you could tell he is a legit fan, mm-hmm. and he it comes from yeah yeah. Because I remember when you assigned it to me, or we we had talked about it, and you you kind of dismissed him being in it. Yeah, because you know I I didn't really like Goon. Right. Um, well, see, I yeah. Mo, everyone who who I know who saw it liked it. So yeah, I you know. I thought it was fine. I'm on yeah. the outside there. Um, but that's kind of my association with his attachment to hockey. Yeah, but you could tell that he actually does. He he does he yeah he likes it. I yeah. mean he's I mean he's invested. He has a legit. Uh, understanding of the game and and loves the game Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um but yeah i i uh really enjoyed it i think if you're a fan of uh of the sport you should check it out or if you're curious and you don't understand like there's definitely people out there who are i know that um I've talked to Molly's mom about this before. It's just like I just don't understand why they're fighting or why they're allowed to fight. And like sometimes it's just dismissed as like tradition. Um but which yeah. some of it is. Some of it is. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like it, it, the if the first hockey game didn't end in a fight, would it still be a thing? I don't know. Yeah. But it it's um it's a part of the game and it's uh you know i i don't think it's the important part of the game i don't think it's the reason or not important i don't think it's the reason you should go to a game um i i also found it interesting when they talk about it like just your primal attraction to it is is there's two things that gets everybody out of their seats and it's a goal and a fight yep um but you know there's more to the game than just the fights uh, but it's an integral part of of it, and uh, you know, to bring Sidney Crosby back up, he's a great example. I mean, as guys missed so unnecessarily, missed so many games, um, because people could headhunt him because there's yeah. no consequence. Yep. So, and it's also interesting too when they were talking about um. You know, like what the the cause of the leading cause of concussions in the NHL is fights are such a small part of that 
Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, a really interesting watch. Um, we probably spent more time on that than we needed to. Sorry. Um, hey, it's a movie we both liked. Yeah. Thing we're both passionate about. Yeah, I loved it. And I'm I'm going to kind of be searching for that next hit these next couple days um, as as we kind of move away from the hockey season. So Yeah. That's one thing I really like is whenever that October runs around. And I know like two or three nights a week I have something to really sit down and watch. Yeah. So. Um, I watched three movies from this year. Do it. This year, uh, 2019. That's right. Shit. One I really liked, one I thought was all right, and one I was very, very disappointed by. Okay. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. We'll start with the ugly first. Us. Oh, no. You're a racist? Yeah. I am. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Get that drop. Um, <laughs> no, never. Uh, um yeah so us um i'm not gonna like break it down like a lot but so it's the follow-up for uh jordan peele uh to uh get out um and it's about a family who goes on vacation and all of a sudden they're attacked by what seems to be their doppelgangers and it from there you're supposed to oh what's going to happen because all that happens within the trailer right mm-hmm. you know they're they're us all that stuff so um and there there's parts i really like in this movie especially like the acting um lapido nuango was really great uh winston duke who was the husband i think he played uh he was uh one of the the leaders like one of the tribe leaders in black panther mm-hmm. um uh he was really good the kids were really good like there was act the acting in there was nothing to fault with the acting in this movie. Yeah, it was the premise. Oh, I I'm I look. Yeah, I like Winston Duke. He was good in uh, Black Panther for sure. Yeah, yeah, and he's really good in this too because he kind of plays the he plays the the buffoon dad, the kind of the bumbling dad, <laughs> um, which I really I I find I can identify with. Um, but so this movie really takes some leaps and um i'm uh i think between the two of us mm-hmm. and i think it's to your credit more than mine i will let things slide i won't nitpick like plot holes and stuff like that you 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 find things more critical and i i think that's probably better um in some cases some cases not like it, it sometimes i think uh, it's yeah i'm I'm mostly just a contrarian about it a lot of times because I mean I as a horror genre fan you have to let shit slide, yeah. Um, um, but, but if it's like, I hear about how brilliant something is, sorry to interrupt, but no, yeah. If if I hear about how brilliant something is, and I I, you know, there's stuff that is just like a shitty third act, like um. Get Out, I think, has a shitty third act. I think it's a good movie. It's a great debut. Um, but like stuff like that, and, and people are like, oh, it's 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 amazing. As soon as people treat something like it's beyond reproach, I'm pretty good at finding a reason it's not that good. <laughs> right. 
So maybe that's not the best attribute. But well, but also you'll find things like it'll take you out of a scene, or you know, like a like a plot hole. Like why why in the world would they do this? Yeah, you know, like, you know, and I've I can't think of a, a specific thing um, like a whip but, zoom in a movie like Suspiria. Yeah, maybe that <laughs> bug the shit out of me. And and I like and I'm. I'm probably more forgiving on that. Like I, like it doesn't really matter to me. Like I'll, I'll kind of immerse myself in, and like I'll, like I'm really lenient on movies. Um, I think you have a better critical eye than I do because I'm, I find myself just kind of losing myself in it. And I don't, maybe I don't examine them as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some stuff in this that are so glaring. The plot, like, stuff that really just takes you out of the of the movie and like there's points i'm like okay okay i'm good with it now i'm good 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 and all of a sudden it comes back up and you're just wondering okay are they gonna pay this off okay they're uh, they're okay this is how they're gonna pay this off and the payoff in this movie is so bad Hmm. um so bad and it actually it's criminal not criminal not criminal stop it brad um it's 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 um unfortunate because like the uh especially Lapita Nwango, she acts her ass off and I won't remember her acting her ass off in this movie. I'll yeah, remember that's a shame. The giant shit show that was the third act in this movie. It was so bad. Does Jordan so Peele bad. have a third act problem? Maybe he does, but I, and maybe he's trying to say something and I'm missing it. Um but um it's just i think uh, he's race baiting but i don't think he i think he's race baiting white people he's uh, he's race baiting liberal whites (laughs) i mean it's possible i like i (laughs) because i they propelled get out everything i i'm I'm gonna have a dis- I'm taking my friends to see Get Out, and and we're gonna have a discussion <laughs> about it afterwards. Like, no, you're the parents in Get Out. Oh, I would have voted for Obama if he got a third term. <laughs> yeah. You're you're so afraid of being racist that you'll call that movie great. I and and and, and I I think it, it's good. And you're probably right. Like, and I and I just let it go because I enjoy. The only reason I let it go is because I enjoyed the character so much. And mm-hmm. but, but I I think you're gonna hate this movie, especially <laughs> the third act, because there's nothing like whatever it is in whatever he's trying to say is whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way they go about it is terrible. It, it's the worst. And like, um, I, and I like. I like the first two acts because it built up and built up. And it, like you were asking questions. You're ready to go. I'm into this. What's going to happen? How are they going to? And then something happens with a white family. And you're like, okay, so this is a thing. And then all of a sudden it just, um, once you go down the escalator, it just gets dumb. Hmm. Um, so I'm, I was really disappointed because I, I enjoyed the first part and I think he can be a good filmmaker, but, um, if he, if he has like, if he's just trying to make a movie, he's not trying to say anything, then do a better job. And if you're, 
if he is trying to say something and has an agenda, then uh, do a better job at it because it totally missed what whatever you were trying to say. So, um, and as a you know, playing on my white guilt, I have a lot of it, but uh, you didn't press that button. <laughs> uh, the one I kind of liked, it was fine, was fighting with my family. All right. Uh, have you heard of this? It's, uh, uh, no. It, it's a WWE production. Interesting. Um, it is a it's a it's quote unquote true story about a, a family in in England that is like one of those you know traveling wrestling show families. <laughs> And Sorry, I'm on the IMDb page real quick. It says yeah. WWE star has a biopic at age 26. What have you yes. done? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, thanks. Yeah. Nothing. I interviewed Mr. Skin once. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that. Hey, there once. you go. <laughs> um, it, this was a, at times, fun, you know, kind of cotton candy-ish movie. Um, uh, Nick Frost is in it, so I always love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Vaughn was not, he showed signs of being his like snarky asshole self. And then they tried to put the, I don't know, the, the friendly face. I don't know. Um, overall, it's not that good of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it while I was away from my family in a, did I tell you I, I went, I went to uh, I did a race this weekend, mm-hmm. and I spent the night in a Airbnb that was shared by, it was kind of like a hostel. Um, I shared it with like a bunch of other racers, but I had this little bed, and I was kind of like cuddled up, and I just watched this movie like to pass the time, I guess. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was just kind of comfort food or, you know, hey, just watch a movie so you don't think about all the things that are going to kill you in this little hostile place. Uh, uh, but it's it's all right. Uh, I gave it a six. It was better than Get Out or uh, Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie I really liked, uh, streaming on Netflix right now, Always Be My Baby. Oh, okay. I've been seeing a lot so, of ads for this one. Yeah, starring Ali Wan and Randall Park. Uh, it is a rom-com. You've seen this plot a million times. You've seen the story a million times. You've seen the outcome a million times. You know what's going to happen. It's just how we get there and the people yeah. that are that go along with you during the way. Yeah. And you just described on, movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, but it, it all depends on how much you like them and how much you believe them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think those probably go back and forth and probably are – are you know are not they're they're not mutually exclusive mm-hmm. they have they it goes together and uh i i like ali wong and i like randall park and they they pulled it off they really did and it was a fun little movie it's a fun little rom-com uh stream on netflix right now um you could do worse but it's not really worth talking a whole lot about other than i liked it so if you get a chance check it out and um, the lead actors are Asian, so you're not racist. That's right, and I enjoyed it. That was th- that was very brave of you. I commend yeah, very, you. <laughs> very, very. Look how pro- progressive I am. Yeah. 
Um, okay, yeah. I I've they've been advertising that one pretty hard. You and I were actually kind of just talking about um how hard it is to uh find anything on Netflix that isn't a Netflix original, but yeah. You know, maybe well, I tell you, you don't need I tell to. you how I tell you how good it was. It was I started it at 11 right around no, I bet you it was 11:30. Mm-hmm. And I and I end up watching the whole thing. It's exactly so, what we were just talking about at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I mean, oh, it it's was eleven one, o'clock now. I better start this movie. It was one thirty before I was like, and I was and I kept looking at the time and like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. Now I'm just going to watch a little bit more. But there is one great cameo in this movie. Mm-hmm. One great cameo, and it is a fun little aside. In the okay. Movie. Oh, and you know what? <clears throat> Stop it. Um, uh, Randall Park has a – he is in a band called uh, – per, what is it? Peril Hope, – Hope Peril or – damn it. Something Peril. Hopeless Peril or Hello Peril. Hello Peril, I think. Um, it's um, – it reminds me of your boys, uh, Scott and um, – oh. Scott and Jesse, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it is uh, like a fun, quirky. Jay Bird um, and Scotty Boy, yeah. Uh, uh, rap, you know, like uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, not Weird Al style, but like original music, original raps, but kind of taking a piss out of. Uh, you know, so anyways, uh, for that in itself is worth a watch. So nice. it, like if, if you want, um, it's, this is a good movie to watch with your significant other it really is. Yeah. I was sorry. I didn't watch it with, uh, Brooke. <laughs> nice. But she left me for a week and a half. So yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what, what can you do? Um, nice. Well, I, uh, what was I gonna say? Fuck. I'm into it. I'll tell you that. So I'll I'll definitely check that out. Cool. Um, hmm. I completely lost. Like I I had something to say, but uh, I'll just stick with I will check it out. Uh, anything <laughs> else? Anything on uh, your radar as far as like releases go? Like it's summertime. I feel like. But I don't feel like there's really anything on my radar. Um, not really. Um, I I'm interested in watching the new Spider-Man, of course. Mm, yeah. because uh, I love the Homecoming so much. Uh, but I don't know unless I go watch it with my niece that I'll go see it. Um, hopefully, I like I would really recommend people go if you're. I I think you probably have my same sense of uh, movie watching. Um. Or you know my sense of movie watching. If you like what I like, uh, check out *Brightburn* before it goes out of uh, theaters. Did um, you, I don't think you talked about that. I talked about it last week. Okay. Remember, I, remember, I said it was. Um, uh, okay, more I. Horror. Yeah. Yeah, you were kind of rapid firing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 a decent watch. Okay. Um, there's, you know, you can you can nitpick that one too. I'm sure, but you can um, nitpick anything. Yeah, yeah. 
it's really uh, just for me. I know when I I like. Uh, <laughs> I asked Brennan what uh, his wife Alicia had to do to get in uh, qualify for the Boston Marathon, and he replied with something filthy, not helpful, huh. not helpful, <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> This guy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways. Uh, uh, something I am going to watch. Uh, uh, Devin sent a movie recommendation yes. Recommendation the next three days. I'm going to check that out, hopefully this weekend. Um, I was going to try to watch it, but I ended up watching uh, Always Be My Baby. Maybe. Always be my baby. Do, oh, do, do, I, re- I did. I did rewatch Castaway this week too. Really? Fuck. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. But it's also been a while since I watched it. Oh, ninety nine, ninety nine with five minutes left. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. Close game alert. Uh oh, you're fine. They just I'm drained just... one. Oh no! <laughs> well, oh. this is this is how rude I am. I didn't even notice you left because I was watching the the game. Oh, I've got uh, I've got an interesting little setup here of uh, my laptop, my phone. I'm watching the game on my Nintendo Switch, <laughs> oh. and uh, a delicious Narvana from Gnarly Barley. Nice. Oh, you're gonna, oh! What you're is gonna happening? be jelly of my? Um, you're gonna be jelly of my my Nintendo Switch. Uh, exit. Hold on. Hold on. Holding. Still holding. Oh, there was. Old this school was on somewhere. Ooh. Is my Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Big old. My TV. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, my, mine is. It's very much a Nintendo Switch. I'm kind of <laughs> actually jealous because you have a Nintendo Switch, but. Dude, this I I'm so uh, I'm I'm <laughs> super like back into it because they they just had the uh, Electronic Arts Expo where they like oh, yeah. announced yeah, yeah. a bunch of games and stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, this thing's the best. Huh. Um. But yeah, I actually I I signed up under a new email so I could get live TV free on Hulu for seven days. Oh really? So I could watch the Stanley Cup game at home and the uh, hopefully last two NBA games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times. Uh, shoot, I did have something I was gonna say to you about movies. I think. Oh well. What do you what are you looking for? Oh, n- um nothing. Toy Story 4. <laughs> I'm going to watch Dark Phoenix um just cuz at this point I've invested them. I I am looking to forward to Spider-Man Far From Home. I really want to see what they do with Mysterio and introducing another Earth. Um it's uh I don't know. It it's big for the next uh next phase of marvel movies yeah um oh i speaking of that i don't know have you ever watched 
the Flash or any of the WB? I watched what did I watch. I watched probably the first two seasons of Green Arrow and okay. the first like the first season of Flash, and then it got like it's one of those things where the idea is really good, mm-hmm. and then it just starts going into uh, human drama and then yeah. like and it like forced drama and it's like. Uh, yeah. You know? Yes, um, I do know. Um, but Flash, actually, the Flash was kind of fun. I did enjoy that for a little bit. Yeah. So I don't really like. I'll pop in and I'll watch it, and it's funny because there'll be things going on that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with this. Okay. Because um, Molly really loves. Someone told her once that she <laughs> that she looked like Supergirl, so she's like, oh, I'll. I'll check it out. I'll watch it. And I think I've mentioned on here before, like she's way more into the comic book TV shows than me. Um, Like I would have probably turned my back on those a while ago um, if she wasn't into so into them. So we watch the Marvel ones together. She watches the WB DC ones on her own. But I was in the room while she was watching i think it was like the flash the most recent season finale and i was like this is insane like they they have the like multiple timelines multiple earths oh really <laughs> yes that's kind of cool yeah it was like, like different flat well i know they they did interview introduce what is it um uh what's the earth one flash like the uh, what's his name? Something Garrett or something like that. Mm-hmm. They like in the first season or something like that, and then they had the uh, the Reverse Flash and then all that stuff. But yeah, like yeah, because DC can be convoluted as fuck. Yes, and um, it's funny that they're like their TV show on the WB or CW, whatever it is now. It's it's kind of a ballsy move <laughs> and, and i was watching it i was impressed cool yeah how's the how's the production by like the uh it's effects? it's low yeah yeah um but it's well i i say low but you know it's network tv it's serviceable for network yeah. tv um i remember what i was gonna say though i was actually gonna go back to beer um so i I met this guy, uh, Ricky, who uh, works for Gnarly Barley, and uh, he, he's like, oh, man, I, I'm, do you drink Gnarly Barley? I'm like, oh, as often as I can. They're one of my, uh, yeah. you know, they're one of my favorites in Louisiana. Um, probably, I would say my favorites would be Parish, Great Raft, and then Gnarly Barley, so none of which are in New Orleans, go figure. Um, but all great fucking beers and he's like oh yeah i i'm i'll bring you a case he's telling me and he comes in he's like i forgot i've I've got a case for you i forgot it um he brought it in a day when i wasn't working oh no yeah my buddy jesse fucking took took it off my hands for me yeah yeah He's like, oh, Ricky brought that case he was talking about in. He's like, you mean that case he was saying was for me? He's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, not gnarly, dude. Yeah, he's. I refer to him as New Orleans Reno, so I can't <laughs> hate him at all. Un-gnarly, but, man. Yeah, that was not very gnar, bro. 
Ah, man. Well, you need to get a cool Steve Matt, which will save that beer for you. I got a, a cool Matt, and I haven't spoken in a while. Nothing, no reason. He's just, he's kind of, he's taken on a different role at NOLA, and I'm just working all the time. So I don't even go to NOLA anyways. Yeah. And I don't work with his wife anymore. So it's like, you know, you have to make effort, which is, effort's hard. It's, you just need the time. It sucks. Blows, bro. Um, so I guess uh, off topic, but um, Jeremy Roenick sent out a tweet about uh, Zdeno Chara playing with a broken jaw, which is fucking insane and yeah. a really ballsy move. Um, Let me guess. He was like, I did that. <laughs> no, surprisingly. Right. <laughs> Yeah, when I was playing with the Chicago Blackhawks in Philly while I was in Phoenix, uh, <laughs> I did a, I did everything. <laughs> hmm. I bought him a beer once. Nice guy. Hmm. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah, I did. He was actually so he's friends. He he and my dad shared a mutual friend just because he actually played um, in uh, in and around the Chicagoland area for a little bit. Um, while he was coming up and, uh, so, um, one of the guys he was friends with from his younger days was a, uh, a bar owner who was also friends with my dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually were, went out with him one night and, uh, it was fun. It was cool. I have a picture somewhere. If I find it, I'll, uh, throw it up on the, uh, Bruin View pod Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm staring at the game. That's, uh, where, uh, the thing, uh, where Jeremy Roenick comes in, not that he did something, but he, he, uh, was talking about, um, yeah, Zidane Char playing with a broken jaw and he tweets out NBA players take note. What is that? <laughs> yeah. I understand there's a, there's a bit of a problem with embellishment. Um and you know I I for one as a Derrick Rose fan, um I I've kind of learned that you uh take injuries seriously. Yeah. Like Derrick Rose said he wasn't ready to come back and it pr- and the Bulls wanted him back and it pretty much ruined his career. Um, we're talking about two way fucking different games. Well, yeah. Now, do I well, think basketball players are the toughest of the tough? No, they're above baseball players. Right. And, you know, they do. There is a, you know, there's a, know, there's a flopping penalty. You know, yeah. A, um, yeah, it's, eh, you know, stop it. Because Zidane Char shouldn't really have been out there plan no and he and he there was an emotional element to it but as far as contribution he was a non-factor he yeah he wasn't like he didn't do anything like yeah. yeah playing with a broken jaw is at one point like it, it, from one aspect yeah 
heroic and brave and all that kind of stuff. But like from another aspect, kind of selfish or you know what I mean? Kind of like you're going to be like you have the potential to be using a straw the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just but I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like if someone drew a a, a beautiful picture and was like, this is how you do it. Painters take note. It's like, you're yeah. talking about two different things. Come on. Yeah. Like, and, and, and yeah. that in the way the game is set up in, in defense of the NBA, the way the game is set up is a lot of contact draws falls. That's just how yeah. it is. That's just the, the fucking rules. Yeah. It's um, just like fighting in, in hockey. Right. It's, it's part of the game. Part of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I definitely think that, that hockey players are, do the most for the least as far as the, the big professional sports go. I think they're, they're probably the hardest working athletes. Um, and the, and they get compensated the least, but they're yeah. still all compensated really well. And they do different things. Yes. Like, <sighs> I don't know. Like, if someone gets it, like, like to use enforcers for, for an example, if someone gets in a fight and, and knocks a guy out, no one says, hey, baseball players, take note. Because I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen a profession, professional athletes who are so bad at punching people as baseball players. <laughs> yeah, baseball fights with, are the most pathetic things. <laughs> they always come with the haymakers and yeah. hit the back of the head. <laughs> there was the overthrow. <laughs> Dude, that's one of my favorite YouTube like uh, rabbit holes is like baseball fights or baseball anomalies or mm-hmm. you know like weird baseball things. Like I'll fall down that rabbit hole every time. Like today I was watching. Um, what is it? The dirtiest plays ever in foot baseball. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was like people sliding in uh, cleats first. Cleats out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy uh, to listen to the commentators. Like when the second baseman gets totally taken out mm-hmm. and like, it's just a part of the game. Oh, he's a hard slider. Like, stop <laughs> it. He's he slides hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm oh the the one that I, r- reminds me the most of it is AJ Persinski against uh, what's his name Burnett or uh, there's a big brawl between the White Sox and the Cubs like, yeah probably ten or fifteen years ago oh uh, yeah Persinski yeah. comes in hard against uh, Barrett Barrett yeah 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 I remember I was and, listening to it on the radio on my way up to Lake Geneva <laughs> so you remember it. I remember it. Oh yeah, that was the that was like the height of my Cubs fandom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like he just trucks Barrett, and then just slams the plate with his hand. Mm-hmm. Just a dirty ass play. Just an asshole play. Because Przinsky was always a dick. Uh, but yeah, I love watching that kind of stuff. Anyways, we should probably get into assignments before. Uh, uh yeah yeah before we go before we go um down that rabbit hole uh all right well i've got one for you called a private war yeah rosamund pike yay yay (coughs) uh oh the girl from die another day yeah 
Uh, no, that was another British lady. Stop being racist. No, she was. Uh, she was the oh, Korean no, no, lady. You're right. No, you're right. She, I was thinking live, she, live, die, repeat. I was thinking. Of no, like, no, not Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, James Bond, 007, die another day. She, I believe, she was uh, Korean because yes, the whole, the yes. whole like thing was the face reconstruction technology. So she yeah. was. <laughs> yes. Very weird. But yeah. Great movie. Love it. Living for mm. it. Um, yeah, Rosamund Pike. Um, definitely way more famous for other movies but that's that's kind of my mo <laughs> that's where we were any hot girl is introduced in a bond bond film mm-hmm. um for you i got until the light takes us oh yes uh actually uh you wanted to watch this so i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it with you it's uh what is it? Um, Norwegian death metal or Scandinavian death metal or something? Uh, yes. Sorry. that I think Golden State's about to get the ball back and they're down by yeah, one. I know. Um, yeah, Norway in the 90s. Yes. So Where people get eaten. Get ready for a different kind of hype. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I um this one has been on my list for a couple weeks now. Um so thank you for uh granting my wishes. Uh you bet. Um kind of supplemental to uh a um podcast that I know we've talked about before. Um Oh yeah, yeah. Disgraceland. Disgraceland. Yeah. So there was they Disgraceland kind of introduced me to this um this uh subculture of Norwegian death metal and um I've been really interested in it um not a lot of things give me pause um I guess more things do than they used to now that I'm getting older um I missed but wow um but yeah the uh I, I I looked into it a little bit and I was like, oh shit, this is some disturbing stuff. So yeah. I'm really interested. I'm really really very curious about it. So we are gonna see what happens with that. I'm looking forward to talking about it next week. Cool. Um, and if you want to wait uh, to hear if we recommend these things or not, um, you know we've got some some tried and true favorites. Of ours, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Well, let's pause it here for the, yeah, well. the last shot. <laughs> what is happening? Um, some some tried and true favorites. I'm I'm going with uh, streaming on Netflix right now is the Fifth Element. Yeah. Uh, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my. You know what? I need to make like a top. 50 or top 100 and just start like figuring it out i say you just do a top five and put 50 movies on there okay well maybe i'll do that too because that that's uh that sounds like a me move right there and uh Uh, yeah i love fifth element so good yeah so innovative so fun um and i'll i'll recommend a movie with another number in it district nine uh, Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp, 
<laughs> Blomkamp. Um, his, I think it's his first movie. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's not his first movie, but his yeah, first, I think like, it's his first. It's like, like his directorial like, debut, like yeah. out of film school. Yeah. Um, uh, this movie, I love this movie so much. I've I've watched rewatched it here recently, probably about two months ago. Um, it's like uh, what's his name? Shart Sharto Coppola. Yeah, Copley. He is so believable and so lovable and just friend of the pod, or at yeah. least we love him. <laughs> yes, uh, just like believable and like the the emp- you have so much empathy for him as he goes through his this whole movie and um, the world is believable. The uh, all the situations that happen are believable. Like it, he pulls you in and like into this unbelievable world and just. Take the ride. If you haven't watched this movie, you should watch it. So, dude, why the fuck did Steph take that three? Dish it low. Um, yeah, yeah. This I fell in love with this movie. I want to say like a half hour in. Yeah, yeah. I just and it. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's it's um, it's got a pretty obvious subtext. Um, mm. But it beats you over the head with it, it yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it it's it it functions well. It works. Um, I remember when when um, this was the first time that I kind of understood that uh, trailers were not a final product because I remember the district District Nine trailer, the um, CGI animation being so awful. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, the thing is, uh, it was not uh, not finished yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is way better." <laughs> it's 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 criminal criminal criminally underrated. This movie, like, it never comes up in conversation or any, like I never hear about it. When You're I listen, fucking like, kidding me. Oh yeah, no. It it's it doesn't come up a lot. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Are they going to give them the foul shots on the Jurassic Park? Shut up. Huh. Oh, you don't. You're you're for Golden State. I am. I guess, yes. Yeah, you're rooting for America. Yeah, you know I'm a patriot. Except when the Winter Olympics roll around, um, uh-huh. whichever hockey team has the most hawks on it, I'm for them. <laughs> Usually Canada between Keith Seabrook and Taze, although <laughs> I don't think Keith or Seabrook are their best years are behind them. That's I, tough. I would say that yeah. is tough. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's let's um, finish watching this game. Yeah, and uh, thank you guys. Uh, if you want to interact with us, Bruinview Pod at Bruinview Pod on Twitter. Just let us know what you're watching, or or if you have a direct line to us, like Devin, um, just shoot us a text. Just let us know. Yeah. How you doing? DM. Yeah. DMs are open. And uh, you know, we'll talk to you later. Until next time. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.
I'm smoking weed, I'm smoking weed, I'm smoking weed till I die. Till I die. Till I motherfucking die. I'm smoking weed, I'm smoking weed, I'm smoking weed till I die. Smoking weed till we die. Tower high. King Kong. Uh. 